Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with author, investor, business owner, and mom, Lila Wolwand. Ultimately, she is a best-selling author, investor, business owner, and homeschooling mom. She and her husband integrated family, business, and investing together. Their kids started investing and buying real estate at age seven without using any of their parents' money or credit. She now helps other families recognize their own kids' ability to do more than they imagine so that they can also achieve amazing results at any age. Family Success Triangle is the book she and her husband wrote to teach other parents the lessons they use to raise limitless kids. Enjoy this interview. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Good. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Where are you located? Ohio. Okay, excellent. We're at in Ohio. Canton, football fame. Oh, excellent. I need to get up there. My son would love that if we went up and saw that sometime. That'd be cool. It is nice. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm in Missouri, so we are in the two oh. states that swing every election. We have yes. a lot of a lot of say here in these states. <laughs> so it's great to meet you. And I, I'd love to begin our conversation with living through what we went through the last three and a half years or so, which has been the pandemic. How did you get through it and how did it change you? Okay. We can do that. Yeah. So that that's the beginning. And then we'll kind of move from there into into your life and and what makes you who you are so we'll just start there okay do you want me to start over no how are you i don't know how you normally do this so oh yeah no i usually dive in i come from jazz radio so we just we it's like once we hear the hi-hat clink we just go in so i'll just start from the top uh first and foremost thank you for taking a minute out and i want to begin our conversation with living through the last three and a half years of a pandemic how did you make it through it and how did it change you? Honestly, like everybody else, I think I was a little concerned in the beginning when things started to kind of go awry because I wasn't sure what to make of it all. Um, but then coming from a semi-medical background, I think I understood a lot more what was, what was going on than the average person. So the fear dissipated fairly quickly and I started just dealing with things as they were coming. And I, I run a, a real estate property management company. So Strangely, the business started doing better than ever because while a lot of other companies just stopped answering the phone and stopped doing everything, you know, there were still people that needed to move or that needed a place to live. And we ended up kind of being very busy knowing that we were still out there answering the phones and, and helping people out and doing what we could do. And so and we were doing things like um, lockbox showings. So everybody didn't have to like see everybody. Yeah. But so we gave options to people. Some people wanted people to be there and that was fine. We did that. Others wanted to be by themselves. We did that. So we just adjusted the best way that we could. And our business actually did better because everybody, the competition wasn't doing anything. Yeah. I've so sometimes, that. Those, yeah, that sometimes there opportunities was, are there. Yeah, that's the thing. There were silver linings that no one expected and things actually did a little better. I mean, it obviously doesn't take away from what we had to go through and everything that went into it. But from a you know from all the other perspectives it's like there was realities where things worked out in a different way unexpectedly good you know yes so, definitely so you have a lot going on you have you know you're an entrepreneur you have real estate you have books you're a writer let's get to the essence of you and if i put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day one of the kids looks up and says hey what do you do for a living how would you encapsulate and, and answer that 
I would say that I am an investor, an entrepreneur, and I believe in financial education. And then I would explain to them what that means because we never got any of that in school. So a lot of us don't understand business, investing, money. And today's kids, they do get very curious about it. Once I start saying these things, they always have a lot of questions. Yeah. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah. It is. Isn't that weird? The things that we really need the most. Like I remember in college, I took college reading and study skills and it taught me how to prepare for a test and how to do it. And you never get that even with financial things. I mean, it's like the the biggest education you get is you get this credit card when you become like a freshman at college, you max it out and then you have to learn the hard way. Yeah. And, you know? and my parents did the best they could, but they didn't even know all the right information. So yeah. how, how can they teach what they didn't learn either? Yeah. And so most of my, what I call my real education actually came after I was out of college and I started learning from people that were out doing the things that I wanted to do, which is usually what I recommend for other people to get started with as well. Find somebody that's doing what you want to do and is successful at it and learn from them. And that's really how I got my real education. And now I'm kind of on a mission to help kids learn at younger ages. I, I took the knowledge that I had learned from my real education and I started homeschooling my kids with that. And they started investing in real estate and in other investments while they were still kids. And they're they're only 13 and 16 now. Yeah. But my 16-year-old yeah. was a millionaire before he could drive. Wow. So I think if we teach kids the right lessons, they can be successful. They're smart. They're motivated. They're curious about it all. They're just not getting the right information. And and today's school system doesn't focus on that at all. So they've they've got to actively go seek that out. Yeah, that's interesting. What did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? A doctor. Okay. Did you have, did you do anything medical school-wise or anything? I graduated with my pre-med degree. I was working in the hospital at the time. I did make it to my medical school interview, but like the week before I went to the interview, I had an event happen at the hospital I was working at that pretty much told me that while I loved medicine, the institution of medicine was the system was going awry and I can't play the games that they were playing. It was, it was kind of disheartening to know that you love a topic you want to help people, but the industry itself has all these political games going on and things that you, you just don't want to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And so I ended up deciding not to go to medical school. (laughs) I get it. I, I understand So let's go back to the roots of where you were born and raised and how these seeds got into you to become who you are today, to be a writer and to be into real estate investing. How did that happen? Honestly, my goal was just to inspire other people to start learning. Um, I, I started out, my husband and I lived on a mattress on a warehouse floor. And we had nothing at the time. And that's where we started learning and and really building our financial education. And we became financially free within just a couple of years. And once people realized that we were doing that, they kept asking us all these questions. And I'm thinking, well, if I can help them get started and then they can become financially free, then they can go teach other people. And how much better would the world be if we just got all this information out and everybody could be doing so much better? And then I realized that it's a great place to start. If I can start with kids who haven't built up all these, you know, these negative mindsets, these um, limiting factors in their own head, if I can start teaching them early enough, they won't have all these things to overcome like I did or like my husband did. And so that's kind of become my new mission just because I think the earlier we get everything out there, the better off everybody's going to be. Like I said, I I run a property management company. I deal with people that are renting and I watch the decisions that they make. 
And it, it would be so easy for me to try to have gone back in time and taught them a better way to think through things through. And they could have been doing so much better than they're doing right now. Yeah. And so I see that every day and I really just want to make the world better. Yeah. So who's been a hero for you in your life? Who's been influential that you've looked up to? Uh, I've got several names there. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki got me started with his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Um, I T. Vecker, if you've ever heard of him, yeah. uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, he was one of my mentors. He taught me so much. I still I quote a lot of things from Harv every day. And uh, currently I am learning from Mark Victor Hansen, because if you're going to be uh, writing and selling books and trying to you know get your name out there and go inspire people, you want a mentor that's doing what you want to do. And he does that every day. Yeah. So that's those are the three top that I probably have in my life right now. It's interesting. You know, there's always things that come out in interviews that are fascinating. And you're totally right. If you really want to learn it right, you need to be around people that are doing it. It's very essential because there's just not going to be any question. You're just going to watch what they do. And that's it. The proof is in the pudding. It's fascinating. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, one person and spend some time with them, who would it be? Oh, wow. Somebody that's already alive. Yeah. Um, other than my three mentors, yeah. uh, I think I would really like to spend some time with Kim Kiyosaki. I've watched her from the stage, but I've never spent time with her personally. Yeah, I think she'd be a great person to meet. Okay. So as an author, what was the first book for you growing up that you read that either made you want to write or read more? Uh, Dr. Seuss. If, okay. if <laughs> Strangely enough, I know that's a kid's book, but um, my favorite one from him is Oh, the Places You'll Go. Yeah. And you even today as an adult, I, I read it and it, it just gives me the, the shivers down my spine because it's so impactful. Um, so no matter what age, it's a good one. Well, that's the thing. All of those, like even cartoons, are actually the humor and the morale and, and the whole meat of it is made for adults. It's adult logic. You know, which is the proof that kids are smarter than we give them credit for why they can understand financial concepts. You yeah, I, I never held my kids back. I think I talked to them probably more like they were an adult as a kid than yeah. most people would have expected. But they also grew up then being able to relate to both kids and adults. So I think it worked out well for them. Absolutely. So what is the daily motivation for you? What gets you out of bed? What gets you to want to do everything that you want to do to accomplish what you want to get done and to help people? What is that for you? Honestly, I think a lot of it comes down to uh, my desire to make the world better. I, I want to have grandkids that grow up in a world that doesn't feel as messed up as I feel things feel right now. Yeah. And so I think in order to do that, it gets me out of bed. It gets me talking to people. It gets me to go on shows like this or to do our radio show and and know that that message can get out there. And the more people that know, I think the better we're going to be. The older generations always say, you know, things are messed up now. We want to make it better. Was there ever a time in our history where you felt like things were okay? As a kid, I think they were. And yeah. I don't know if it's just that I'm recognizing problems more now or if things really are worse. And I've, I've asked myself that question a lot. But Yeah, I have too. I just don't know. I mean, it, I mean, I, and, and that's the thing. Like, I remember going back to my, the the I lived in a duplex as a kid. And I remember seeing it as an adult. And I was like, that's tiny. And we had woods behind there and there was this vast expanse of land. And it was like, this just doesn't seem that big. But when you're a kid, everything's more grandiose, which is why, you know, it's all like a Spielberg set. You know, it's just like, wow, you know, so it's weird. I just I'm just curious, just 
because you always hear like older generations always say the younger music's too loud or they don't understand what good music is, you know, that whole notion. So, yes. um, so what's been one of the best success stories that you've had as far as in anything you've done, any vocation, whether it's an in investing, real estate or writing, what's been one of your favorite ones? Honestly, I think it was watching my kids succeed because I think that's every parent's dream, right? That your kids are going to do better than you did. Yeah. So knowing that I started in a difficult circumstance and, and became financially free and then taught my kids and I watched them succeed, despite the fact that, you know, most people say, oh yeah, a kid can't buy real estate. Well, yeah, they can. They can't yeah. get a bank loan. Most banks won't loan, but they can find private lenders. They can do all these creative things and watching them figure out how to solve all those kinds of problems without my money, without my credit, and they go out and do it. I think that's my proudest, happiest success story right there is knowing that and if my kids can do this, anybody can do this. Yeah. So they are an inspiration to all of us. What's been the best advice you've ever gotten? Don't look in the mirror. Okay. People are not, you know, I always think everybody's going to think like me or everybody's going to have the same opinion of something as me. And I think it's been key to know that we all think about things differently. We all look at them a little bit differently. And now I've just become fascinated with, you know, how do you look at it and why do you feel that way? And, you know, what logic are you looking at? And I become curious about people instead of it dividing. I think it brings us closer together. So if you have a dream tonight, you run into a much younger version of yourself, say at age 20, and you could give that younger version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained up to this point in your life. What advice would you dispense on your younger version? Oh, I would definitely tell myself, learn information. You know, I went through school and, and I could memorize answers, but I could never have told you why that answer was correct. So I could get A's, but I didn't understand the information. I would have told myself, stop understand what you're learning. Don't worry about the grade. Don't worry about the test. Just understand the information and learn how to apply it. Yeah. If I could go back, that's what I'd want to do. Yeah, that makes total sense. So beyond your your children, what's one of the most proud things that you've done professionally? I teach the Youth Academy at the National Real Estate Summit every year. And I really, I think that is the thing that warms my heart the most. Yeah. And they called me this year and they said, are, are you still going to teach this year? And I said, well, for the record, I want to teach it for the foreseeable future because I really look forward to that every year. Excellent. So everyone out there has a perception of you. There's all these pockets of people, everyone that reads your books, everyone that deals with you business wise, family, friends, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think I am someone that is passionate about learning, passionate about kids, passionate about dogs. I love nature and I can sometimes be a little too naive. I can sometimes uh, not see a problem when I need to. And I think overall, while I always try to do things right, sometimes I need to stop, don't rush and think things through. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could, if we get off this call here and a time machine lands in front of your house and you could get in there and go back in time and see any event in human history with your own eyes, what would you love to have witnessed? Uh, the writing of the Constitution, without a doubt. I would love to be in that room and watch the whole thing. Excellent. Wow. You're man, you're on top of it. You just you, there's been it's like you knew the script going in. How how can people buy your books? How can they reach out to you, hire you, learn more about you? What's the best way to do that? 
Our books are available on Amazon. We've got the Family Success Triangle, which talks about how we raised our kids. My kids have a couple of fiction books out for kids to learn about money, business, and investing. Um, our website is clearskytrainer.com. And we're on all social media at Real Power Family. Excellent. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your story. Thanks for your time and best of luck with everything. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Music